there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Big three hour program lined up this morning. In 45 minutes, VSIN host Matt Humans will join the program. We'll talk some NFL draft with him at that point, as we will with Luke Swain coming up in two hours. Some of you may know him as a Vegas refund on Twitter. He is excellent this time of year. Betting the NFL Draft, we'll talk to him for almost a half an hour today on the show, plus uh, some Major League Baseball, some hockey, and some NBA, because now, Paulie, we are truly playing for keeps, and if we can put the uh, regular season in the rear view, we're going to get the full efforts tonight. That said, I am curious about one thing with both of these games, because we get the 7-8s tonight, and then we get the 9-10s tomorrow, talking of the seeding here. If, if either team is losing by, let's say, 15, third quarter, early fourth quarter, do they just throw up the white flag and say, well, we have one more game to go? No, we can come back. No. You think so? No. You're not going to see that from either no. team? No. Okay. Late in the, late in the game, maybe, uh, down big if something like that would happen. Not, not in the third quarter, because uh, you win, you're in, and then you move on uh, as the seventh seed and take on, on the two. I would be, uh, I would be surprised. I don't want to say shock, but I'd be surprised if Atlanta wins this game. And uh, I reached out to Jeff Sherman, who is one of the top NBA odds makers in the world. He works at the Westgate down the street. He makes Boston $5 against Miami in the first round. Okay, now you've been saying recently that the Heat will give the Celtics a battle. Sure. Would that be, enou- would that be enough of a price for you? Too high. Uh, now, the interesting thing about Miami is they were the one seed last year and took Boston to seven and could have won that series. 
almost did. That's right. Came down to Butler's wide open look there. The other thing was uh, they went from the one seed to the seven seed. So it's been discussed numerous times that the supporting cast didn't play well. It didn't shoot the three well. You also had Butler and Bam miss significant time as well. Your other one, your big boy, is if the Lakers win. They play Memphis. Jeff Sherman makes Memphis a dollar thirty series favorite. Okay, and that's pretty much wow. Right. I was I was expecting Memphis dollar twenty five range right around there against the Lakers. Thirty five and six at home in the two seed, but playoff LeBron and you and you got to worry about a how dangerous a healthy AD would be and how great the Lakers have played. So, but uh, back to the first game though. And last year, this was a first round matchup. They embarrassed Atlanta and they embarrassed. Trey Young, he needed a diaper. The job they did locking him down, and he was atrocious from three. Now, the market disagrees with you on this I one. know. I, I'm no, shocked at this. Not in terms of winning the game, but in uh-huh. terms of uh, who's going to cover the number. The Heat, yeah. they were the worst team in the NBA covering point spreads the entire year. True. And so it would open up five and a half, and I know that that got some immediate resistance, and now we're looking. I'm seeing across the board, across the country, I see five, I see four and a halves out there, too. Yep. I, I trust Heat culture, and I trust Jimmy Butler. I wouldn't be surprised if Butler has a triple-double tonight. And I think the others will shoot the ball well from three with Struess and Vincent and especially Hero, who I like his prop, over two-and-a-half threes. I'll give you one more guy, too. Okay, sure. I'm looking forward to that, and I agree with you on this coming up. But, you know, who's Atlanta? I mean, since they got Quinn Snyder and fired McMillan, they're a game under 500. They are 500. They had a pretty big game Friday at home laying 12 against Philly's backups and lost the game. They can't defend. Uh, the Heat have also contained Murray and Young this year. They combined for only 38 points per game in the meetings. Oh, y- Young had some true duds against this oh, team. Oh, sure. And yeah. he was terrible last year in the playoffs. Yeah. So he is, it's been so bad this year that according to reports, they are open for business and shopping him. So I will trust Miami here, and I think Miami gets the win. The other interesting thing is the total, which I don't know what to do. Uh, because Miami, this is interesting with the total. Sky high here, like 227, 226 with the total. Miami is the second slowest team in the league. But will they get up and going? Will Atlanta dictate pace? I would trust, I don't know. I would trust, trust uh, playoff basketball here, uh-huh. where it's going to be a little bit different than it was in the regular season. And oh, by the way, like the numbers in the regular season when they played, they had totals of 226, 223, 227 and a half, and 230 and a half. Two of those games went under. Two of those went over. Um, I just I think that we're going to see a different style. I could be dead wrong on this because it is a different NBA than it was in previous years. But I think playoff basketball means that in, unless the game gets out of hand again, like I mentioned earlier, I think this game would lean towards the under or trend towards the under. Uh, but that could change because both teams could come out and hit shots right away. Mm-hmm. And then you might see an in-play total of 241. Yeah. You know, something along those lines. But... You're right about Jimmy Butler. How can you uh, possibly not trust this guy in big games in playoff time? Love him. Guy's been a machine for as many years as I can remember now. Absolutely. Uh, there's also some, the guy that I like tonight uh, with the threes made, I don't know how many minutes Kevin Love is going to get. He's not playing a million. He does contribute though. And if you go back his last 12 games with the Heat, he's eight and four where he's hit at least two threes. His prop tonight is one and a half threes made plus 125, give or take. What a weapon. I can't believe Cleveland... Gave uh, bought him out, and I can't believe this was finally the year, because for years people were ticked off at him. Go back, to, go home, go mm-hmm. to Portland. What are you doing? Take the buyout. Cleveland stinks, and he wouldn't do it. 
And this year, they're good, and they make the playoffs. And this is the year he takes the buyout. And then the Cavs say, okay, fine. And he goes to Miami. And this is a great weapon to have if the guy's just going to sit out there and bomb from three like he was did in one of the games last week. What a weapon this could be in an acquisition. So, guy could knock down some big shots. Good weapon to have. I like Hero over two and a half threes, minus 160 at DraftKings. I think Hero will play a bit. I mean, he's going to shoot at least eight of them. Oh, he or will. Or nine of he'll, them. He'll put up. He'll have his yeah. attempts today. In and, the gonna game. Be, and he shoots them from way out. So, Atlanta doesn't play defense. No doubt. So, he's going to get plenty of looks. I think he can get three. No problem in this game. Um, and then, of course, what uh, Gil, Jill said yesterday, that he likes Butler to make a three. And That's, the price is telling you, because like, play off Jimmy now, where usually he, he's plus money, but to make a th- three, you got to lay a dollar twenty last year. Oh, it's going up now. It keeps going it, up. It was a dollar five yesterday when he came on the show. It's like in the it's some spots, dollar thirty range for him just to simply make a three in that game. I'll give you one more too. Uh, Sadiq Bay, I'm seeing his points prop tonight at ten and a half. I'm going to try to get down on that. Uh, the reason why I say try is because books in Las Vegas at this time will not take bets. At some of them, so it's it's very frustrating. But he had 22 points in 34 minutes uh, in one of the games this year. He only played twice, and he had 17 points in 32 minutes in the other one. And his career numbers: Sadiq Bay in 10 career games, he started five of those. He's averaging 15.7 points per game. So he's a guy that uh, does quite well against his Heat defense. And so I would trust him to go over 10 and a half points in this spot tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing too is when you you want to look at what happened in the regular season. Uh, it's a lot of that you have to throw out. But Miami did beat them three out of four in the regular yeah, season. Right. Like the other thing, tomorrow you have OKC and New Orleans, and New Orleans went three and one against them. Was I think Ingram only played one of the games. Think about that. And then right. also, if, 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 if it happened in October, November, and December, I think you completely throw it out. With with regular season business stuff. Oh, but, uh, that's so long ago, sure. and who knows? Yeah, Who's you're playing exactly is right. it a back-to-back all that other business. But certainly when we talk about the Laker game coming up, they just played. And, and the Lakers uh, buried them and killed them on the glass mm-hmm. in Minnesota. So, I mean, that kind of stuff means something. Um, but but this, I just think it's it's about trusting the playoff experience, trusting Spolstra and Miami at home and and what they did last year. So I, I don't have any confidence in Trey Young in Atlanta. And I, I just, I was reading, v, the, the guy, uh, Zach Cohen, thinks Quinn Snyder's a great coach. I was reading the write-up, which caught me by surprise. I don't find him to be anything, no, special, anything special at all. I mean, considering what he, he couldn't beat, he couldn't beat the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard when he got hurt in the playoffs. So I right. think Quinn's good, not, 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 I'd say above average, but that's about it. So certainly they're under 500 since they, they hired the guy. Yeah. As expected, this Lakers number's going up. If you want the Timberwolves, in fact, I would still wait a little bit longer. This much, t- this might touch nine. Oh. I don't know if it gets to nine and a half. Oh. Let, me, let me give you one thing about the Wolves, though. And I get it. They're going to be without, you know, go, go bear suspended. And uh, McDaniels now is uh, injured. He's going to be out indefinitely. Uh, so that's going to be hurt, hurt their depth, no doubt. Th- this is the trickiness when it comes to this Minnesota uh, Timberwolves team. If you go back, at, uh, I, I get it. The game's on the road tonight. But this will tell you how bipolar this team is. In their games at home since late January, they were six and nine. But... Their wins at home came against the Grizzlies, Kings, Warriors, Nuggets, Hawks, and Pelicans. Their losses included teams to uh, losses to the, the Magic, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Nets, the Lakers, and the Blazers, among others. Their road wins since almost Valentine's Day. Mavericks, Clippers, Lakers, Kings, Hawks, Knicks, Warriors, Kings, and Nets. So you try to figure this team out. Yeah. Just when you think they have no chance to like be in a game or win, that's, that's when they win. 
And when they're laying 19 and a half against Portland, who is playing nobody in tanking, they lose at home. Yeah, look what happened Sunday. They, they were down double digits to the Pelicans. The fight happened. They came back and won the game. Right. So, but this is, you don't have Gobert. You don't have, Mc, Gobert was going to guard Davis, suspended. McDaniels was going to guard LeBron. Broke his hand punching a wall. Nas Reed is out. They don't have a backup center. They got killed on the glass in the last meeting. They're 23rd in rebounding. The Lakers are sixth. It's playoff LeBron. It's Anthony Davis now. It's the best team in the West the last two months, record-wise. And LeBron was hurt. How does LeBron lose this game? This is the game I'm talking about when I brought this up 10 minutes ago. If the Lakers are leading by, let's say, 14 points with eight minutes to go, there's the white flag. And get ready, okay. They'll say, we have one more at home on Friday night. Let's go take care of business. I don't know. The other one, too. And he has been awful in the playoffs in his career. Towns, what if Towns gets in foul trouble? The witch. That was the whole Memphis series. It was him and and Jackson in every game. The other thing, too, is how do they react and how do they respond with this? I thought this was a parody account. But yesterday, Woj, they had to suspend Gobert for throwing a punch, except that it was a shot to the chest with no intent, and also understood Anderson called Gobert a bitch repeatedly when he was playing hurt. I'm like, is that Woj? That's what they're going through here with the fighting. We'll recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some coming up next. Could the actor Ryan Reynolds really pull this off in sports? We'll tell you what that is coming up here. Follow the money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. All right, hockey playoffs are around the corner, and whether you're rooting for your team or betting on your favorite player, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered for all the NHL action. Right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Join the action now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app and sign in with the code VSIN. By the way, the player I was uh, blanking on five minutes ago before the break was... Uh, David Montgomery. That's who the Lions brought in at running back. And we'll talk more NFL draft here with Matt Humans, VEASAN host. And I know, I think you have a, Matt, do you have a mock draft coming out today at some point on the website? No, not today. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to work on the mock draft and trying to put that puzzle together. But this is a very difficult draft right now to, uh, to I think, do a mock on because there's probably still going to be, you know, there's going to be some trades happen and some shifting around of, uh, teams, so I haven't really done that yet. I'm going to work on that within the next week. Okay. I think if that does help you, it does help you with your draft bets. You know, that you make to do a mock and try to put things together and project how things are going to unfold. But I have not done that yet. Sure. So a couple of things that you do like that are on the board, and uh, we've seen plenty of movement with Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. His number, uh, I think, under four and a half was minus two fifty late last week, but that flipped. Where are you at in terms of uh, where his landing spot is going to end up being? Yeah, he's a, a wild card in this draft because I know uh, a lot of people think he's going to go number uh, three, number four. I don't. I don't think he's going to go that high. So right now, Mitch, you and I have talked about this. There's not a lot out there in the NFL draft prop market. You've got DraftKings and FanDuel with very expensive, uh, extensive menus on the draft, but nobody else really has put anything out yet, and we're not seeing anything in Vegas. But what I did find on Anthony Richardson is um, his draft position at four and a half over. I'm going to play it over at plus 135. I think common sense has got to prevail here. And some of the, the hype about the quarterbacks, I think there's a lot of uh, guesswork and misinformation in the media. Uh, there are too many impact defensive players that are going to go in the top 10 of this draft to take a project quarterback. And I, you know, I know for a fact there are coaches with the Raiders who really like Anthony Richardson, but they thought, you know, a couple months ago, Hey, we can get this guy in the second round and that's not going to happen. Now he's going to be a first round pick. He's probably going to go in the top 10 somewhere or at least in the top 15 picks. But I do not think he's going to go in the top four. I don't think that Colts spot at number four is going to be Anthony Richardson. So I think that's actually a good plus-money prop right here. You're going to see a couple of those defensive players off the board, a couple of quarterbacks, and Anthony Richardson over four-and-a-half of plus-money, plus-135 is a good bet. Yeah. By the way, in uh, Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft, which he released uh, earlier this morning, he has Hendon Hooker uh, going 30th. So he has five quarterbacks going in the first round. That prop is always a fun one to bet, and I know that uh, the number on that at DraftKings has been anywhere between plus 110 and plus $2 to go over 4.5. I know it's still early in the process for you. Do you think Hooker's actually going to be a first-round pick? You know, I don't, uh, but it's the same thing you talk about every year. They want that extra year of control with quarterbacks, and that's why 
more likely to go at the end of the first round, but I, I don't think Hooker's going to be a first-round pick. I still lean under on that one. That's um, not a, a prop I bet yet. I was, you know, you just got to try to compile as much information as possible. But you don't want to make a bet and then regret it and get buyer's remorse. And uh, I think Hooker's going to be a second-round pick. You yeah. probably do, too. Yeah, right? I think that's yeah. where I'm at right now with it for sure. Matt Eumann's our guest here and Follow the Money is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. But also, Matt, like once you start to maybe get a little bit of information and find out that uh, where teams are at on their big board with uh, certain positions, like cornerback, the kid from Oregon, for example, was recently a $2 favorite to be the first cornerback selected, Christian Gonzalez. Well, he's dropping now, according to many reports. And the kid on the way up is Devin Witherspoon. And you can still find him at like minus one. This might, he's minus 125 right now. I, something like mm-hmm. this could eventually turn into like a $3 favorite down the road. Yes, exactly. And that's why I'm going to say bet this one now, because I think Witherspoon's going to end up being a much bigger favorite. You can find first quarterback selected, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, minus 125. That's the best price that's out there. And I'm I'm pretty strong in my belief that he's going to be picked before Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. If you watch Witherspoon, I've watched him a lot at Illinois. He's a... Uh, He's a physical cornerback. He's a hard hitter, and he's great in coverage. And the more you watch the guy, you're convinced that he's an elite draft prospect. Uh, I think he's going to go in the top six or seven picks, but he's he's more impressive prospect than Christian Gonzalez. And at minus 125, I I think he's going to be the first cornerback off the board. And uh, that number has moved for good reason. I think you're already seeing a little bit of sharp money showing up on Witherspoon there. Yep. By the way, Mitch, that top, the number one draft pick, you know, I wish I had bet Bryce Young to go number one when you could get plus money on him or even minus 105. And now we're seeing Bryce Young at minus 250 uh, to be the number one pick. So I think it's uh, it's a pretty good bet that uh, Young is going to go number one. And then where does C.J. Stroud go? Because I'm looking – you, know, you can bet C.J. Stroud to be the number two pick at minus 120, but do you want to do that? Will, will the Texans go with an edge rusher? I think there's a chance they'll go with Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, maybe even Jalen Carter. Who knows? Uh, but I, I don't think it's close to a lock that C.J. Stroud's going to go with that number two pick, and the quarterback's going to be the first two guys off the board. Stroud could drop to number four, so I don't want to make that bet yet. Yep. No, I'm right there. Remember, you and I had Stingley last year to go third to the Texans, and we yeah. had on people who co- who have covered the Texans for three, four decades. The week of the draft, they said, "No way, no how is he going third? Guess what? They were wrong. <laughs> they were wrong. And uh, we had uh, Stingley as high as one hundred to one on that prop. And uh, that's probably one of the reasons that Vegas books are still hesitant to put up draft props. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, uh, what were your takeaways? Well, your takeaways from the Masters? I said yesterday, Matt that it's uh, unofficially, officially over for Tiger Woods. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you're right about that because uh, Tiger, you know, he had two months to get physically uh, ready for this Masters, and after two days, the guy can't walk. And, you know, I'm not going to say he's not injured, but Tiger's one of those guys, the worse he plays, the more his limp gets exaggerated. And uh, I think he knows in the back of his mind that it's over for him as a contender. He's not the type of guy that's ever going to admit that publicly, but if you just look at the evidence, I'm not sure the guy's ever going to win again. And I wish people would stop betting him to win on golf tournaments. It's a donation to the bookmaker when you're betting on Tiger to win a golf tournament because you have no chance. No chance. 
give the money to the Shriners Children's Hospital or something else, put it towards a good cause, stop betting Tiger to win. Now, he might show up at Augusta again in the future and be able to make the cut, of course, but for him now, that's like a win to make the cut and play the weekend, but he can't even finish the weekend. I don't think he's going to play in the PGA next month. A good bet you will see him at the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club in June. He'll try to play that. He'll try to play the British Open, but he's just a player now. And he's a media attraction and a fan attraction. He's not a contender, and I don't think he's going to win again. How about one NBA question? How about a team that won 11 road games the whole year, a $3 road favorite in a playoff series? What do you think of Golden State-Sacramento? Yeah, that's a good question, Paul, because you're talking about a 3-6 matchup and you don't have home court and you're minus $3. You just don't see that too often. Uh, The Warriors are finally healthy, and you have to throw out some of the stats from uh, the regular season because they had so many key guys miss so many games, and they've been a really good road team in the past in the playoffs. But one thing I think you could look at and way to bet this series, DraftKings has up series spread numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. You can play the Kings at plus one and a half games, a plus 135. And I think that's something you might have to consider. I don't think this is going to be an easy series for the Warriors by any stretch. Uh, this Kings team's better than a lot of people think. And I think the Kings might be able to push the Warriors uh, to the limit here. So I, I don't want to bet the Kings to win the series, but I think I can play them at plus one and a half games, at plus one mo- plus money. Okay. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Uh, quickly here, minute left. Any thoughts on Otani making a start here, his third of the year for the Angels tonight? How good has Otani been? He, he is awesome at this point. Right now he's batting three oh six with three homers and eight, eight RBIs. He's basically got the same offensive numbers as Mike Trout. And in two starts as a pitcher, 12 innings, 18 strikeouts. He's allowed five hits and one run, 13.5 Ks per nine. And one thing he's doing, he's walking too many guys. He's walked seven so far. I think he's trying to strike everybody out. Mm-hmm. He's got a 0.75 ERA. The problem is, how do you bet him? Uh, because the Angels are so unreliable, and yep. Otani's not going to go deep into games right now. So I think if you bet him, you got to bet him maybe on the first five on the run line. Yeah, I think that's probably the only approach. I mean, look at yesterday. They got to Cor- Corbin right away. Oh, mm-hmm. bullpen cannot hang on to the game. You can follow right. Matt on Twitter. He's at MattHumans247. His show is called VEASAN Tonight. Weeknights, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, right here on VEASAN. Thanks, Matt. Good luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks. And his uh, mock will be coming out sometime soon at uh, VSIN.com. Up next, we'll go through the NBA bracket and make our predictions up next. I had to do it. I had to put them in the NBA Finals. That's next here on Follow the Money, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a lot of fun. We'll talk heavy NFL draft right now. I've been following this guy on Twitter for a long, long time. He has one of the best Twitter handles for what it's worth, mm-hmm. like anywhere. He's at Vegas Refund, and uh, Luke Swain joins the program now, and he is as good as it gets when it comes to sharing information and betting on the NFL draft. Luke, pleasure talking to you today. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, We're getting close. You, you can almost taste it, huh? 
<laughs> I, I wish I could taste more props being available. <laughs> yeah, well, you should see it out here in Las Vegas, man. There's uh, it's slim pickings at best. So let's get into the quarterback movement that we had again yesterday for the first overall pick in the draft. This thing's been all. This happens a lot, though, right? Almost every single year uh, with the first pick. And uh, as of this morning, now more movement. Bryce Young up to as high as minus two fifty to go first overall. What do you think is behind the move, and are you buying into it now as we're about two and a half weeks away yet? Um, so, I mean, this is just another example of like 100 that just tells us how sensitive this market is. Um, we really, there hasn't been anything like totally official. It all started with Chris Mortensen's, I guess, statement last Monday that kind of created a ripple effect into this weekend, which... I was starting to hear like rumblings and you can hear that David Tepper and Wright are split where Tepper loves Bryce and Reich likes quote unquote Stroud. Um, but like, there's nothing out official. I don't think we know for certain. Um, and it's just an insanely sensitive market um, where I don't think Bryce should be minus 250 at this point. Um, if I'm making a mock, I'm putting him at, him at number one, of course. Um, but it would probably be a good bet for these two level out within the next week or so. Mm. So if you want to bet Bryce, like, I don't think I, I would not be betting him at 250. Um, I don't think he's a minus 250 in terms of confidence. Um, but, and I could be wrong. I very well, like I, we, no one knows. Um, this is one of the, brings me back to the NBA draft last year of uncertainty where they just kept flip-flopping between, um, Paolo and Jabari. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're right. So when you say that this is such a sensitive market, can you explain that to the audience here and why numbers would change as rapidly as they do? Or like when you have a guy who was just, you know, even money or plus 140 go to minus 250, what is that based on? Yeah. So it's an informational betting market. And it is really unique where uh, the answer to the test is out there. Um, some people have those answers and the books don't. Um, so when, um, and it being a very niche market, the majority of the money that they're getting bet are going to be the quote unquote sharp action. It's not a, a casual market where people are just throwing money into the NFL NBA draft where betting on a game, you can have injuries. There's a lot of variables where betting in the draft is very informational. Like if you have info or you have a certainty, like there isn't a lot of things that can go wrong, whether for that pick not to hit uh, where the books know just as much as us. Um, the age old saying of Vegas knows everything. Like they really don't here. Um, if anything, they're just moving it off of the limited money or handle that they're getting. Um, who might be the people that know something? So the public is the sharp. Like they are hand in hand in terms of betting the draft. Um, usually, like following the money, I guess to an extent. Um, is probably a safer bet than being a con- contrarian and trying to take the mm. quote-unquote value. Um, well, or you can still find Bryce Young at some places at a much lower price. How much of what you're doing, you mentioned information, but how much of what you're doing right now is opinion, information, versus multiple outs and books that ha- keep bad numbers up? Yeah, so if there's a bad number where... Like I've been beating the Stroud drum for a while. I have a bunch of great tickets on him, um, but it, I'd be giving out bad advice if I said Bryce wasn't a good bet at any like 
anything close to minus 110 mm-hmm. in which I think exists right now. Uh-huh. Um, and, and this is definitely a market that the earlier you get into it, like I've been betting the draft since like January. Um, and I feel a lot better about losing a Stroud ticket at six, like plus 650 um, than I do. Like it's a lot easier to hedge liability on a Stroud mm-hmm. plus yeah. 650, um, which is great where like, Things like Witherspoon, he was plus 450 not too long ago, and now he's creeping up. I think I heard on the show earlier that uh, it's going to get even higher. Um, you guys are predicting where, like, the earlier you can get into this, like, they don't know. And if you do, where, and the people that you listen to, like, Benjamin Solak, he's the one that's been harping the Witherspoon, and he's someone that I know is connected and I, his opinion that I respect a lot. And uh-huh. I just blind, blindly tailed him on Witherspoon. I'm feeling great about that right now. I mean, there's certain experts you want to tune into who you respect their opinion and you know that they're dialed in. And it's not like I'm talking to a GM in a front office. Um, you just need to know who to listen to and who to follow. And um, it's never too early uh, where you also have to realize that you're going to get great numbers that are going to look that the CLV is kind of fake. Like draft CLV is the best because it moves so fast and mm-hmm. you bet it. And Stroud can be plus 650 and then a trade happens and he's minus 200 and you're already counting your money, Um, (laughs) which (laughs) it's all of a sudden you're not. Right. Um, Where at the same time, like getting great numbers is very important in terms of like the value expectation. Uh, But like you also don't want to play the like quote unquote contrarian side where you think that like everyone is wrong, um, where... I don't even know how to phrase it, but um, like you don't want to bet Anthony Richardson at this point because you think he's too good and your personal opinion tells you that there's value. Like Your personal opinion just doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's um, exactly uh-huh. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you're betting off your personal opinion, you might as well stop. Like we, Put your phone down. <laughs> yeah, Luke, we've said that year after year after year. It doesn't matter what you think. I mean, you might be convinced that Will Levis or Anthony Richardson is going to be like one of those two guys will be the best quarterback. It doesn't matter. I, I don't care what he does. You have to put that aside and don't can't exactly. you cannot factor that into your bets whatsoever. It's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Luke Swain's our guest. He's on Twitter at Vegas uh, Refund, and he's also been doing. This is how hardcore you are into this. You've been doing the deep dive podcast with Andy Molitor for, I, I don't know, like eight episodes already. This goes back to yeah. like I think February. You guys are doing it once a week. It's like an hour each. It's insanely hardcore, and I love it. Um, so you mentioned Thank people, you. like for our audience right now, who are mm-hmm. the people that they have to follow, like The Athletic, right, came out yesterday with The Beast, um, and the guy who writes that every single year, like you're big into him. Tell us, like list off some guys, like Kuiper came out with his mock, I don't know what you think of his, his mocks today compared to what they were five, ten years ago, but guys that our audience need to be aware of that they have to follow, mm-hmm. and their information is pretty good. Yeah, so Kuiper is, he's like the godfather, so I refuse to like put any shame to him because I don't think the NFL draft would be what it is today without him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Athletic is fantastic. Ruggler is fantastic. The Athletic has a lot of pieces that they bring like scouts into it, like anonymous scouts, where with mock drafts, there's certain experts, quote unquote, that are connected to certain teams, um, where the, the well-known one is Daniel Jeremiah, who he's connected to the Jets because he worked with Joe Douglas at the Eagles. Schrager has been connected to the Cardinals. Zerline has been connected to the Texans, which is why his mock draft last week was so notable, um, which 
seemed crazy at first and it's starting to seem a little bit less crazy as we go. Um, and then like, those are like the three and then Rob Statton, he's like one of my favorites with the Seahawks who he's actually going to be coming on the podcast on Thursday. Um, and I think you mentioned him earlier, Rob Statton, who he's been beating the drum on Jalen Carter. And then there's a lot of, there's a bunch of like, I guess you could say fan accounts on Twitter, um, that they're just like hardcore fans, which the draft right now is like their topic. So like the DA bears blog is another great one um he's very dialed in and then the last one i wanted to mention was matt marino i believe his name is uh who is on the falcons who's been beating the horse on witherspoon so far and he called london last year Mm. so you're going to stick around for one more segment we'll get into how many quarterbacks you think are going to go in the first round if you think will anderson or somebody else on the defensive side can go number two overall you brought up uh, stan who covers the seahawks his latest blog post on Jalen Carter was like the Bible, how, how long it was. I mean, <laughs> but he was, he's adamant about this, right? Like he said, I'm not 100%, but I'm like 99.5% that these mock drafters are dead wrong. The Seahawks are not taking Jalen Carter. Uh, and if I'm wrong, I will absolutely own it, his words. But it was just like page after page, just kept scrolling down and down with great quotes. And he's like, look, they're not taking yeah. Jalen Carter. And it was an amazing argument. Like, yeah. like I, like the quotes were fantastic. Like everything, and he's definitely connected. He has interviews with uh, people at the team. But like the argument, and I would recommend anyone going on. It's, uh, I believe it's. I'll look it up. I don't even know. It's just like in my favorites. I just click it every time. Um, but it's a fantastic, and it seems like every notable person that puts Jalen Carter at five is like making his take stronger. Uh, but like the only reason I haven't gotten involved with John Carter under seven and a half is because of him. Um, That's how much you trust the guy. Mm. I mean, it, it's like, I don't want to, and Connor Hughes is a uh, Jets beat writer who was beating the drum on sauce Gardner last year. And uh, I, I hope it doesn't turn out to be like that. Um, who is Connor Hughes is fantastic. He's very connected and I mm. throw him under the bus. Um, but, I, I, his arguments are great. And I mean, Kuiper just put Jalen Carter, I think at five. He so, did. Uh, someone's right. (laughs) Well, hang tight. We're going to continue talking NFL draft. Luke Swain's our guest. Vegas refund on Twitter. Uh, We will get into total quarterbacks in the first round. Does Hendon Hooker go in the first? And Anthony Richardson's position, four and a half, and the movement we had there over the weekend as as well. Coming up here and follow the money and speech and the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. 
I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. There's a lot to bet on the next 30 days. For a limited time, you can subscribe to VSEN for only $9.99. Daily baseball, best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, upcoming NFL draft, and the Kentucky Derby. You get every play from every host and every guest. Sign up now, 999vcin.com slash subscribe. As we continue talking NFL Draft right now, Luke Swain's our guest. He's on Twitter, at Vegas Refund, and he's been doing the Deep Dive podcast with Andy Molitor, all about the NFL Draft now for a good uh, couple of months, and they'll continue doing it up uh, until the event. So we talked about the quarterbacks to go in the first round prop. That number has been all over the board uh, now at plus 125, over four and a half. Where are you at right now with that number and uh, with Hennon Hooker being drafted in the first round? So, I mean, it, it Kuiper's mock put Hennon Hooker um, this morning in the first via a trade. Um, so I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not buying it yet. It's, I mean, I think it, the under got all the way down to minus 130 at one point and then ballooned up to 250 and it's actually progressively been coming down again, where I think it's at like minus 150, but uh, the common themes behind Hooker and around this time every year, there's always someone that starts getting hyped because the media is running out of things to talk about. And we have a quarterback out of a spread system, 25 years old off of an ACL. Last year was Desmond Ritter. The year before it was Davis Mills. Like the list goes on and on. Um, This could be a unique case, but I would like, I, Unless we know something, I guess, it, the, I, under. I could not bet anything other than the under. Okay. Um, All right. mm, interesting. How about what you treated, treated out over the weekend, and it was at the DraftKings uh, prop about the movement with Anthony Richardson, prop four and a half. Yeah, so, and this is something that you don't want to – you don't want to buy into these things too much, um, given how sensitive the market is. But Richardson's under came, came down uh, where – it started to come back up where Levis is actually, um, it seems like he's trading with them where Levis is over is now um, taking money. But this scenario really, it, there were some rumors about like, it, I honestly was surprised it took this long for Bryce to get steamed, but you hear Bryce is going one and then you start hearing that 
Stroud isn't high on the Texans board, uh, which if he's not and they go, let's say someone like Will Anderson, uh, the Richardson over would be somewhat of a domino effect if, if the Texans do pass on a quarterback at two because it kind of pushes everyone up. You would assume that the Cardinals still trade out of three because they have Stroud, which is why I think they're kind of holding out because maybe they have a little inkling that Bryce is going one and the value of number three is a lot better if C.J. Stroud is sitting there right. um, than the implied value of Richardson and Levis right now. Um, so if Stroud makes it to three, then all of a sudden you got everyone getting pushed back, um, which I, I think had to do with the movement or could be a bunch of personal opinions hating them. But like on my sheet, under four and a half hits at like based off of the 40 quote-unquote sharp mock drafts I track, the under is hitting at like 84%. Um, and then I think the last seven is sitting at like 90. So like every mock has them in the top four, but there's still that uncertainty for me um, that there's just so many scenarios that could go um, that I wouldn't be laying it. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, then with the order then exactly, and you briefly mentioned this in the previous segment with uh, Lance Zerline doing these mocks for NFL.com being so well connected with the Houston Texans. He had Tyree Wilson going number two, edge rusher, Texas Tech. And then, you know, some other like radio hosts in that area, other reports, Peter King, I believe, had it as well, where if Young goes number one overall, Texans might not necessarily be in love with C.J. Stroud and they could go defensive end. I grabbed a little Will Anderson at 29 to one to go number two overall. Like, take us through this, like the chances of that team actually keeping the second pick and not going quarterback then. Yeah, so I think it's it's hard to fathom that they would pass on CJ Stroud, but everything you hear is that they actually have Levis higher than Stroud on their board. And again, this is like, like from if there's nothing confirmed. Um for me, like I, I I do believe that like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud is a very likely outcome. Um I after the Zerline mock, DK had parlays up and I I took it was Bryce, Will Anderson, Bryce, Tyree. And it was 100 to 1, 130 to 1. Oh, boy. Which, like, they were just like, honestly, they were just to Jen Hedges on Zerline, who you know is connected to the Texans. <laughs> sure. All of a sudden, you uh, it's starting to come to fruition. Then I looked back a couple days ago, and Zerline had Levis to the Texans at 7, uh, which that was, you hear that, the Texans are higher on Levis, which again, and then that just confirmed that this mock was less crazy than he actually implied that it would be. Um, so I, I think Bryce and Stroud are the most likely outcomes. I've seen teams like the Raiders maybe trading up with the Texans, um, where if the Texans could very well get Levis at seven, um, but it, it, it does it be insane to me. Um, if they passed on Stroud, mm-hmm. I don't even know if the fan fan base could handle them not getting a quarterback. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah, let's follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Uh, we're talking NFL Draft with Luke Swain. He is on Twitter at Vegas Refund. His Google Sheet, by the way, is like his pinned tweet. You can go there, and your Google Sheet is uh, wizardry, man. The way you put this thing together, <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. Um, so then, what is your angle here on first offensive lineman? selected and how you go about like looking at big boards, mock drafts and putting together what you think might be a good bet on this. Yeah. So I think it's more important this year where this year there's a lot more uncertainty. There's there could be a lot more chaos um, in terms of like relative to what the consensus is, which is where you want to take 
the experts you trust and their big boards or rankings, which for me, I just take Jeremiah, McShay, and Brogler, um, who's from The Athletic. And mm-hmm. you take an average between those three, and then you compare it to, I use The Athletic Consensus, which basically takes hundreds of big boards and gives you a ranking or an aggregate. And you just kind of compare the two and which one, and it really tells you like, who are the guys that the media might be higher on that are propping these guys up in the mock drafts relative to what the teams are thinking, uh, which uh, I would, it's like Jeremiah McShay and Brugler are probably the closest things we have to what a team might be thinking. I mean, in a great example is like Paris Johnson, like Paris Johnson between those three is ranked 18. And then if you compare it to like the athletic consensus, which you can assume that that might be like the media's perception, he's in the top 10. Um, and then you have Skaronsky, who is top 10 for both, but he has the position issues um, with this arm length that people keep talking about. Uh, but when you're forming a consensus with the mock drafts, which were at peak consensus mode, uh, you, these big boards from people that you trust can come into play. Um, where you can compare their rate, their big board rating to the over-unders, where Anthony Richardson is ranked 14th between those three big boards and his over-unders four and a half, which quarterback makes that irrelevant. But uh, it is, for me, it's just gauging who the media might be higher on relative to what like, the public's perception is, mm-hmm. uh, where Jeremiah has been very high on Witherspoon. He's been very high on Kincaid, um, which Mayer and Gonzalez have been the favorite for both positions up until recently. And Jeremiah has been higher on those two guys since day one, which can tell you like that's where you could find value. Um, where Jeremiah is telling me that Witherspoon is the best corner and Kincaid's the best tight end, and you bet them both, you could have Witherspoon at plus 450 and Kincaid at like plus 150. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And as we talked about before, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, legal books, DK, they have Kincaid minus 150. That could be something that. I don't know. In the next week, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, he could turn into 220, 250, maybe maybe even beyond that before the draft. Yeah, tight end's tricky. Um, I, I yeah, he very well could go up. Issues we don't really know what teams are going to be taking a tight end. Where a team like the Lions at 18, like Mayer, just feels like a Dan Campbell type tight end, which might be a, a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are so different in terms of tight ends that the fit. Is unique to each and not knowing what teams are going to be taking it makes it dicey. We got the Packers, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Bengals, who are all like the consensus tight end potentials. Um, but yeah, it could go up. I think uh, between those three experts, Kincaid's ranked 14th, um, which athletic consensus has him in the late 20s. Um, so, okay, very good. Again, you can follow Luke on Twitter. He is at Vegas Refund. Man, it was, a, it was a pleasure talking to you. You do a great job with this event. Thanks so much for the time today, and best of luck. Thanks for having me. Yep. Great job. Thank you. Be good. He tweeted out uh, in Jigba over 11.5 minus 115 when he tweeted it out. It's 12.5 minus 190 now. Oh, he, he makes things move. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's no joke. Great job. Yeah, like, I mean, this is, like he said on the air not that long ago, he's been betting this since, like, January. Yeah. And again, doing that podcast hour long, like once a week for like, they're doing like 12 well, episodes. You know, I, I, I understand your pain and frustration. He's also in New Jersey. Oh, and he, the amount of outs yes, that he has there uh, compared to us. Yeah. I mean, to outs, Las Vegas. Uh, yeah. yeah, the menu here. And uh, yep, we're just 
We'll be, we'll be still have several places. Nothing's up. Yep. Lots to get into yet. Final half hour of the program. In Pocket Plays, what we are betting here on this uh, early morning edition of Follow the Money and also more play-in games to get into. Angles coming up here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.